1: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, when you look into a pool of water, you might just see our reflection instead of yours. It's SIFPOD. That could be for either movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. I was more referencing silence. I yeah. thought it might be a little sacrilegious considering he saw Jesus in the reflection as opposed yeah. to himself. But exactly. anyhow, welcome to Sif Pop. Uh, we're streaming live on Mixler every Friday or available to download later in your podcast feed unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined by Andrew Ormsby. From Flick Freaks, Ahoy. every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru, or most every week, to Except chat about week. movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universes on our minds. We could get Google uh, Assistant to be our guru. <laughs> we tried that on my other podcast. It was so fun, and it didn't. I didn't think it worked out all that well, but you had a good time with it. Oh, it was so fun! Did you edit like pauses in between, like her answering? Yes, and stuff? yeah. She doesn't answer that quick. Because I just I was didn't like, want to.
0: Man, she is on the. <laughs> With those answers. No, I
1: did. I edited that down a little bit because I didn't want to have to wait through the pauses. But Sure. Um, okay. But no, I, you know, every once in a while it's it's nice to do the two of us and just kind of talk through a movie and talk about pop culture. I like and, talking to you,
0: Aaron. I'm glad you <laughs> let me come you're my barge buddy. into your house
1: every single week. You're my pile. Yeah. Uh, We've got a a really fun show. We're going to, of course, uh, do some uh, Do We Care at the beginning, and then we'll talk a little bit about a couple movies. Silence, which both of us have seen. Martin Scorsese's new movie uh, about uh, 17th century priests who go to Japan. Uh, Then we'll talk a little bit about A Dog's Purpose, which only I have seen. Uh, and then we'll do a Best Ever Challenge on Martin Scorsese movies. So we'll pick our top three Scorsese films, chat about it, have some fun doing that. And, of course, we'll finish with some Buried Treasure. But first, Andrew's got some Do We Care. Different this
0: week, actually. Instead of Do We Care, it's a, spin- a bit of a spinoff thing of We Care Deeply, something that we obviously do care about. I wondered only if you would do one, this. Only one topic this week, the passing of Mary Tyler Moore.
1: yeah. What's, what's your connection to Mary Tyler Moore? My
0: mom is one of the most avid Mary Tyler Moore fans ever, and this really hit her hard. Um, she grew up watching, obviously, the Mary Tyler Moore show, but also Dick Van Dyke, which was she was a part of for seven years, and then the Mary Tyler Moore ran for, I think, seven years as well. Um, and then she... It was Ordinary People was the uh, movie. She was nominated for an Oscar yep. for Best Leading Actress. Um
1: yeah, she was in a few movies.
0: Yeah. Um, so it obviously didn't affect me all that much, but I know that I'm part of, you know, gener- not Generation X, whatever they want to call us now, Generation Y or whatever. What are we called? I don't know. Yeah. We're
1: we're that new generation. Millennials.
0: 80- Millennials, yeah.
1: Even though I'm I am not a millennial, I'm a Gen X. I,
0: I wish I was Gen X, man. <laughs> I'm 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 at, I'm at the beginning of millennials. I'm so jealous of your generation? No, honestly, because you, I know we're getting off on a tangent here. But I'm uh, like, that's never happened. But millennials have like a bad reputation right now, and I'm like, but I'm on like the edge of it. So
1: yeah, but uh, you're not defined by your generation, hey, Andrew Ormsby. Thanks, buddy. You get just to be you.
0: But what I'm, what I mean. Well, <laughs> before this whole thing went off, is I'm part of a generation that really wasn't uh, immersed in Mary Tyler Moore or Dick Van Dyke, so it didn't affect me as much yeah. as say, like my parents' generation, or I don't know. Did you grow up even knowing you know Mary what my, Tyler Moore? Do You or? know what
1: my uh, favorite TV show of all time is? Is it the Dick Van Dyke? It's show? The Dick Van Dyke show. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I it is uh, if you have never watched an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show, like one or two. Just go back and maybe watch about six of them, and you just get a sense for how much fun they were having, the chemistry of this cast. Uh, it is down the line, amazing comedians and actors. Uh, Dick Van Dyke is absolutely incredible in it, but Mary Mary Tyler Moore is just radiant. I mean, she's just um, incredible. And she was twenty four when that show started. Wow! And uh, and Dick Van Dyke talks about you know not being sure if. She was gonna be able to have the comedy chops, you know, to pull it off. But he said within, you know, one or two episodes it was already obvious she may have been the funniest one on the on the cast. So uh it's it's spectacular stuff. It was way ahead of its time and uh it's my favorite T V show of all time. So yeah, I was really sad when I heard this.
0: Oh man. What a career if you just look mm-hmm. back at everything she did. I I would put her up here up there with like the likes of Lucille Ball. Yeah. And uh All those other comedic icons that really paved the way for strong, funny women that are just, you know... And not only just women, but comedians in general. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, I don't know that you could make a, you know, top 10 television personality list without her on it. I mean, with the success she had on TV, uh, it's just... It's mind-blowing. It's incredible. So... That's all I had for uh, We Care Deeply. She will be missed. Incredible. For sure. Uh, I did want to revisit something we talked about in Do We Care last week with The Dog's Purpose, but I think let's save it for when we're talking about the movie. Sure. Because uh, we talked a little bit about the controversy, those kind of things, and uh, I think there's been some more context that has come out. So we'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll chat about that uh, once we get to that movie. But first, let's talk a little bit about silence.
0: Ferreira is lost to us. He denounced God in public and surrendered the faith. That's not possible. Father Ferreira risked his life to spread our faith all over Japan. It seems to me that our mission here is more urgent than ever. We must go find Father Ferreira.
1: This is in your hearts, and both of you? Yes.
0: Then I must trust God has put it down. The moment you set foot in that country, you step into high danger.
1: Silence is the story of 17th century priests who go to spread the gospel to Japan in a Japan that is very much against Christianity and uh, what happens when the persecution there. They actually go not just to spread the gospel. They actually go to look for a priest who had already gone there, Mm -hmm. uh, played by Liam Neeson. And, uh, you know, rumor had it that had gotten back to him that he had apostatized, which means uh, renounced his faith. Yeah. And they couldn't believe it, so they wanted to go find what had happened and also you know, minister to the people there in Japan. Uh, it's directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, or Scorsese, excuse me. Uh, it also stars Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver, in addition to Liam Neeson, uh, and is two hours and 40 minutes long. So it yep. is a an epic, if you will. Uh, let's start with general thoughts. What did you think about Silence, Andrew? Oh,
0: Aaron. This has been a 10-year journey for Martin Scorsese to get yeah. this film made. Yeah. He's gone through a plethora of actors who signed on, dropped off, and he's put his heart and soul into making this. We've been waiting three years
1: exactly for Martin Scorsese to make his newest film, mm-hmm. and it has finally arrived. Nah. <laughs> now, is that a didn't like it, or is that just a, you know, it was okay? Okay, so I'll say this. Because Scorsese is
0: ascended beyond direct he's he's up there potentially in the discussion of greatest director of all time yeah like for any general movie it's an okay movie uh-huh. as far as Scorsese movie goes it's a bad movie okay so but for general like every movie it's a decent it's an okay movie
1: uh I, I really liked it um, you did I really okay. did I really liked it and I wonder if a lot of that has to do with my Christian roots you know my Christian background with yeah. kind of getting a look at what you know, uh, missionary work would have been like in the the seventeenth century, and yeah. the idea of sacrifice and faith and martyrdom—all that stuff means a lot to me. Like it's it's sure, very yeah. deep for me. And I imagine this movie would be very different for someone who doesn't connect to the quote-unquote religious aspect of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I did go on a whole bunch of mission
0: trips when I was younger. Yeah. I did a lot. Um, so I I don't know if like since I don't I'm not religious anymore mm-hmm. I don't know if that affected my just my general thoughts on the film or anything like that but uh getting more into detail about my thoughts on the film uh, yeah I'll start with positives I guess because okay. that's normally what we do go for it. um I'll start with this performance by Andrew Garfield and several of the Japanese actors are outstanding like he was super good in this I don't know if his performance is on the par with his Hacksaw Ridge performance mm-hmm. which we got this exact same year but I thought he did a really good job it was also a very difficult role for any actor to pull off mm-hmm. I don't know about him playing a portuguese person um because another thing about this yeah, movie what, it, is it went through a plethora of actors Inici- initially his role was Benicio del
1: Toro yeah which makes more sense for the actual origin of Jesuit these portuguese priests yeah priests. Yeah, if if they hadn't said they were Portuguese, this movie does not indicate in any way that they are Portuguese. They speak English. You know, There's instead of doing the subtitle thing, they decided just to, to do English. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they look like, you know, Anglos as opposed to, you know, yeah. somebody from Portugal. You, you've
0: cast just... Liam Neeson, Adam Driver, and Andrew Garfield to yeah. play Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah, that... that
1: but they were great. They the were performances good. were
0: really good. Exactly. Even Adam Driver, who... Um, is starting to come into his own as an A-list actor now. Gave a
1: really good performance in this movie, albeit kind of wasted. I totally disagree. I his his performance was uh, it's
0: okay, not to the extent of somebody else in this movie as wasted. Right, but uh, I thought that you know, for as much as I liked uh, Andrew Garfield. I think that they should have switched their roles. I think that Adam should have played Andrew and vice versa.
1: It's hard to talk about without going into spoilers. Exactly, uh, yeah. and there are so uh, there are so many aspects of this movie that that just I'm not going to get to. I mean, there's just so many yeah. uh, themes and emotions and different things. It is a it is a very intricate, deep two hours and forty minutes. Yeah. Um, but I will say I completely understand the focus on Garfield's character as opposed to Driver's character yeah. because of what the movie was trying to say about faith and doubt. And, and I think Driver's character was supposed to be such an example of uh, what, what Garfield wanted to be in some ways, but couldn't find himself to be. Yeah. Um, so I, I get kind of how they played him.
0: What I mean is I think that Adam Driver should have played Andrew Garfield's character and that Andrew Garfield should have played oh. That's what I mean. I think that they they were miscast on each other. That's what I mean.
1: Interesting. I I think it could work either way. Yeah. Um but they, I thought they were both great. You like this movie a lot more than I did, obviously. Yeah. So what did you find in this that you really liked? The themes are, are so beautiful. It's so yeah. easy for when you're talking about faith, and especially when you're talking about possible martyrdom, you're talking about what yeah. are you willing to sacrifice for what you believe, mm-hmm. those kind of things. It's very easy to paint it with a very clear, broad brush. I felt like Scorsese here is really allowing the authenticity of what faith is. Uh, allowing the authenticity of doubt to creep in, allowing the idea of what, where is God when you feel like he's silent, when he's not saying anything, when you're in such an extreme you know, case uh, like this and you feel like God is not present. Uh, how do you maintain some sort of faith in that? Uh, when do you throw in the towel? All those kind of things. And again, we can get deeper into some of the details when we talk spoilers in the spoiler cast, But just to say, the way he talks about those themes, I think, is so honest that I really, really loved it. Like, I, I, it's just, it's way too easy. You you think about faith-based films, you know, and they all just seem—I shouldn't say all—so many of them seem to be painted like everything. All lines are drawn clearly, and you know, it's easy to know the right thing and the wrong thing. And that's just not the real world all of the time. And I, I thought there was a. I thought that the Japanese perspective in this movie was given really well. Oh, yeah. Um, despite the fact that there was, you know, some brutal torture and violence and those kind of things, you understood their perspective and where they were coming from. And even, I believe, are, are led to feel um, agreement with them in some of these ways about, you know, why is it so important for Christianity to come here? You know, we didn't ask for it. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love that balance. I really do because I think it allows they, for a they more They treat it honest. as an invasion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that's uh I think all that adds to me having a a a really good intellectual experience with the movie. You know, something yeah. really to think about and and feel and kind of and kind of discover in those ways. Yeah. So I think that was one. Another thing I loved is the um, the way Scorsese decided to do the sound in this movie, uh, you know, we mentioned that silence is a big part of this. The crickets, you know, those kind of things. I don't yeah. think there is no score in this movie. No, it's no. just ambient sound. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of the white noise my wife listens to to sleep at night. You know what I mean? And yeah. That's, that's kind of the... And, that, and I, that's purposeful and beautiful, in the, and the visuals in this movie were really gorgeous Maybe that's as well. why
0: I didn't appreciate this movie is because I thought that this movie could have... Take, been taken to a new level had it had a score just call it a different doesn't have to be mm-hmm. called silent i get what he was going for i don't know if it
1: worked for that's me, a great point that's the me. risk of art right that's the risk yeah. of 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 taking a risk with your art yeah. Um and Scorsese has the ability to do that because it's Scorsese. He can do what he wants. Exactly. Um so, you know, he, he decided to make it a little arty in that way. And I yeah. I think it works in some areas. I think it doesn't work in other areas. It didn't
0: feel like a Scorsese movie
1: at all. It didn't feel it just didn't feel like a, a movie as you interpret how a movie generally feels in modern, you know, filmmaking.
0: Because when you think of Scorsese, you think, you know, Kate Fear, you think the departed you think all these big gangster movies uh, wolf of wall street you think goodfellas you think all these this is a total new turn for him you could tell it was a passion project something he's wanted to do for a while
1: by the way not sure if you're aware but that's a great great pun passion project His passion is a very Ugh. catholic word man <laughs> you are good at picking out <laughs> he had a unintentional he, puns he had another passion project though literally and, and as we're talking uh, with Last Temptation of Christ, very similar, Yeah, the
0: Willem Dafoe movie,
1: very similar thing going on here uh, where he takes something central to his Catholic upbringing yeah. and says, what if, uh, you know, something else had happened? do you feel like just as these men were dealing with doubt, that movie asks, could Jesus have dealt with doubt? You yeah. know, could he have dealt with temptation? Those kind of things. Would he have imagined what, you know stepping down off the cross might have felt like yeah and he got he got hammered by the Christian Church of the day boycotts yeah. and all sorts of things and it always it always surprises me because if you actually look at that movie it's not a slander it, no it's not it's not against it's not against the church at all it just asks you know, hypothetical what if god thought about this what if jesus thought about this which i think is a really interesting thing to consider but anyways that's beside the point i just say that to say he has kind of gone down this road a little bit before
0: yeah another thing i really liked about this movie the authentic the authenticity of capturing the time and the culture is incredible the yeah. attention to detail with the clothing and the customs and it's some of the best i've seen in any film in years
1: i totally agree Yeah, Yeah. I would absolutely want to bring that up as well. It it feels... I love it when a movie feels like somebody dropped a camera in a different era and just recorded. Now, the the only difference is, obviously, they wouldn't have all been speaking English like this, but... Yeah, that's... At the same time, it does feel very authentic.
0: Because there are Japanese actors, and I don't think there's a single one who isn't like, you know, an American Japanese playing... Like, these are all true Japanese actors... And uh, I think that some of them were some of the best performances in the film. Oh, I agree. Uh, there's one character that keeps coming back into the film, a Japanese actor. He was f- remarkably good. Mm-hmm. And I want to actually see some of the other films that he's done because he was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, one last thing I had in the prose is that there are times, even though I didn't love this movie... Where this movie evokes pure tension and just uncomfortableness mm-hmm. and it's hard to ignore and look away
1: from uh agree and we'll get more into that during during spoilers as well let's talk about some of the stuff that uh, kind of detracted from the movie I- I'll just go ahead and mention the length I think so, yeah it could have been much shorter it didn't I mean I know he's making the movie he wants to make mm-hmm. and you don't again you don't have to make it all modern cinema but there's there's no reason. For some of these scenes to go on as long as they do, or to even be left in, it just feels yeah. like this could have been a much tighter film.
0: This film has about forty-five minutes for me. For me, of absolute pure boredom. Mm-hmm. I was no, I totally get that. Exhausted yeah. by how long this movie was. There are times where I was found myself looking at my watch and thinking of other things I could be doing, <laughs> and I actually started cooking dinner. <laughs> while I was watching this movie. Cursing and,
1: that lousy podcast co-host of yours who made you no, watch it.
0: <laughs> no, you didn't force me to watch a Martin Scorsese film. I'll tell <laughs> that's you that true, right that's now. That's true, that's true. But uh, that's... That, okay, let's talk about that. I was bored and thinking of other things and actually doing other things during a, a first-time viewing a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. And I think that that says a lot, honestly. Um, yeah, it just...
1: It feels undisciplined in some ways. You know, it just... It, it feels... It feels self-indulgent to include so much of that stuff that just didn't feel necessary. Exactly.
0: I find myself like looking at his other movies and we keep bringing them up like Gangs of New York and mm-hmm. I think about I could I can watch this movie anytime I wanted to. Sure. I never want to watch this movie again. Right. Ever. What about you?
1: You had some cons I imagine. That was it. That, that was, was re- that con? was really my uh, my main con. We'll just call it the long con. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. <laughs> oh man, you punny, punny, punny man. Um, I do think. I don't know that the violence is gratuitous. Uh, it is. I mean, it is. It is violent for yeah. sure. Uh, extremely violent, and that's. I think the it's only reason gory. it's really rated R. Yeah, well, there's a couple there's, parts that get yeah. gory. But I, but I don't. I don't feel like the violence is unnecessary. Uh, but I do feel like it's worth mentioning. Yeah, uh, because sure. if it's something you're uncomfortable with, it's it's definitely... not a con. Yeah, it's not no, I con. wouldn't put it in the con category. Yeah. Just a warning.
0: Yeah, um, I
1: think that Liam Neeson was phoning it in. I can I can see that. Man, uh, I don't know that he has that next level though for a movie like this. I don't know if he can do what we so would want think him he to was do. miscast? In... I think he was more miscast than phoning it in. Yeah. I think that's what I would say.
0: Okay, because his character was. Because he's on the box cover. He's the only person, and you think... That's well, true. That's true. Think, I didn't think about that. And you think, man, he's going to be given a stellar Oscar-worthy performance. This is going to be the return of the, the Schindler's List, Liam Neeson, where he's giving Oscar-worthy performances. And it's the farthest thing from. Yeah. It's
1: so droll. Do one you, have, last, do you have, have one
0: last thing? Out of every single Scorsese film
1: I have seen, this is the worst. Okay, you would rank it right at the bottom. Of ones I've seen. I uh, see. I would. I wouldn't. Okay. Um, but I, I would not. I also wouldn't rank it at the top, yeah. which we will get into later in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, my one last thing um, would have to be that the title, in my opinion, is both a noun and a verb. It's referring to both the noun of the silence of God and also the verb of how governments silence religious op- opposition. Yeah. So. Um, that was something I, I really thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention in the chat that uh, hedrak says, uh, so it ends with a lightsaber fight between Liam Neeson and Adam Driver, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon and Kylo, and Kylo Ren. Ren. That's a fight I want to see. Man. And then Spider-Man flings in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, Andrew, let's move on to a movie you haven't seen, a movie called A Dog's Purpose.
0: What is the meaning of life? Are we here for a reason? Is there a point to any of this? And why does food taste so much better in the trash? This was me, and then this was me. Then I came back as this little guy. A lot of lives for one dog to live. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start at the beginning. I'm a new soul. I For me, it all began with a boy.
1: <laughs> His name was Ethan.
0: Bailey, 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 Bailey. My
1: name was Bailey, 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 Bailey. So, dog's purpose, Andrew. Yeah. Now we talk. I mentioned I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the update on the controversy with the dog's purpose. Yeah, I heard about this update, and I don't buy it. Oh, you don't buy? See, this is the thing with this kind of stuff. I don't know who to believe. Here's where I came down, and feel free to to chat however you want. Uh, It is an open forum. Um, I found the. I'm talking about the producer's message that he sent out after you know researching and trying to figure out what happened on his movie. Uh, I found it very convincing. Um, I, it really feels like, uh, an edit job in something to, to make it look worse than it was now, both the producer and I would say it still doesn't make it okay. You know, the idea of, uh, the dog being uncomfortable for that long, you know, those kind of things. But yeah. he makes a good point in that you know, the dog was never thrown in the water, those kind of things. The dog chose to go in when it went in yeah. and, and all that. So, um, I, I found it convincing, but you didn't.
0: I've heard, I've heard tale like credible sources saying that TMZ has been paid off to change the story. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm saying that that is definitely something that they have done in the past. Like TMZ Mm -hmm. has broken a story and then they've taken hush money to change the story. Oh, I didn't
1: even know that TMZ changed the story. Yeah, team,
0: okay, so was, that's what I thought you were talking about. No, no,
1: I'm talking about the producer's uh, saying response. Saying that,
0: that it was edited, like mm-hmm. they moved... But the, the, there's
1: a very concerted effort to make this look as bad as possible um, because there is an agenda on uh, groups like PETA, those kind of things, to get animals out of movies altogether. Um, so that's that's kind of what they're trying to do, which is, in my mind is really ironic for a movie like this that is so pro-animal, you know, the movie itself is. So general thoughts. Like it, love it, hate it. I, for the life of me, I couldn't help but like this movie. Okay. I, I I went in expecting to think it was cheese ball and, you know, not going to enjoy this. Uh, you know, and the controversy maybe had, you know, skewed that a little bit. Yeah. But I have to say, um, puppies are cute, man. Yeah. Puppies. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Something everybody in the world can agree on. Puppies are Breaking cute. news. <laughs> Puppies are adorable. Yeah. Um, Plus the way they have Josh Gad voice these dogs. And um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that, you know, it's several dogs uh, that he voices throughout the movie. Reincarnation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a reincarnation kind of thing. And uh, the way he voices them is so perfect because... It's intelligent and emotional at the same time of, as being clueless to the actual universe of humans. Yeah. So it allows him to kind of play dumb about some stuff that's really interesting and feels really accurate to how I imagine the world would feel for a dog. Yeah. So I really liked that. I, I bought into it and it allowed for a little bit of humor, those kind of things. Um, so I, I, did, I did overall enjoy it. Plus the other thing I really liked was thematically, it is really consistent. It is, you know, you talk about a dog's purpose. They actually do answer the question that, you know, a a dog's purpose, uh, according to this movie, thematically, is about companionship. And story after story after story shows different ways that, quote-unquote, man's best friend, uh, you know, offer that companionship to people. Um, And I thought that was a really beautiful theme that carried out, you know, throughout the movie. So you can tell... That it comes from source material that was well thought out. Yeah, you know, and I think okay. they do a good job of kind of keeping that in there.
0: All right, I got some questions. Unless you want to just give general discussions on pros and cons before um, we get into questions,
1: I'll just throw out, I'll throw out the cons and then maybe you can ask your questions about the movie. Okay. Um, I thought it was light in the action and humor category. There wasn't. There's a little bit of it there, but I wanted more. Uh, the only thing keeping me engaged were the themes and the adorable puppies. Um, okay. <laughs> so, occasionally there was some good action. Occasionally there was something to laugh at, but I wanted it to be a little more uh, compelling in that way. Um, so it's definitely not a perfect movie. There is a you know a lot of that cheese factor to it, but that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people. So okay. uh, that is there as well. Go ahead, ask your questions. Okay. So,
0: first one, hypothetical, had the whole controversy never come out. Um, As some of our listeners know, I lost my dog last year and it tore me apart. Sure. And Danae is talking about Madeline getting older and older and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, with a movie that deals with the death of dogs on multiple times, do you think it would be difficult for people like Danae or I to sit through this movie? Is it, like, heartbreaking in some parts? Sure. Really? Yeah. It would have been really difficult for us I, to sit I think, through
1: that. I think because you're dealing with uh, a world where the dog is reincarnated, mm-hmm. that softens that a little bit. You yeah. know, that you don't feel the immense loss because the movie continues on that persona, that personality through other dogs. Okay. Having said that, um, every time there's a loss, there's a loss. And you're, you're going yeah. to relate that to your own life, you're going to relate that to what you've been through. Absolutely that could be emotional. Now I don't always think that's a bad thing. Yeah. But if it's a place you don't want to be, then yeah, yeah, know that there certainly are those moments.
0: When you went and saw this movie, did you see it like where did you did you go to, like a screening with just like Theater personnel, or did you go like to an audience viewing of it?
1: It was an audience. There were probably a dozen people in there. Do you
0: think that this movie was hurt, like in your viewing? I know nationwide it's hurt box mm-hmm. office wise, but did you feel that when you went in to see it? Do you think, like, man, there could have been a lot more people here if this whole thing? I don't know. Thing. See,
1: I don't know. I th- I think this movie was was always doomed a little bit to um to have low box office. I just don't know that there's a lot in it that is. Uh, that is attractive to people when they know they're going into, um, I'll just say, an old yeller situation. You know, they know they're yeah. going into a place, like you just talked about, where their heart's going to be, you know, tore up a little bit. And so I, I don't know that this movie was ever going to be huge, but ser- I think certainly I heard it.
0: Okay. Um, last question. Uh, Josh Gad. I'm assuming yeah. he's does, he does a really good job in this. Does it feel like he's doing Olaf again, or does it feel like it's a genuine new character?
1: not Olaf okay for sure not Olaf um his voice is distinctive okay. so if you fall into th- remembering oh that's Olaf you're gonna hear it but I yeah. but no I think it's completely different
0: because I just figured you know Olaf was always sunny and happy and you know nothing can get him down I didn't know if that was like the same kind of character he plays in dog's purpose like hey no. I'm just a dog life's great sort of no. thing okay
1: no I don't think I don't think that's I don't think you can say that okay great one last thing one last thing about the movie: Dennis Quaid uh, is not in it very much. So if you're going to see a Dennis Quaid movie, yeah, you know, just a heads up. Well, it's, I think it's not the trailer.
0: I think the trailer gives away what his character is. So does it?
1: Yeah, see, my that maybe that's my one last thing. My son went with me, and uh, he had a, a good time. He really liked the movie. Oh, good.
0: Have you ever had a dog? Have the kids your kids oh, yeah. ever had a dog? Yeah, we've
1: had a couple dogs. Okay, um, and uh, his his thing was. He, that he already knew everything that was going to happen because he watched the trailer when i asked if you know he wanted to come he said well let me watch the trailer and see if i want to go and he said that the trailer gave everything away just you know it's just another one of those things where it's like man it's be a whole different experience if you didn't know exactly where it was going but maybe
0: people should start taking that zero flames frames pledge
1: (laughs) the zero flames pledge would be good too
0: (laughs) yeah unless you know you want to keep warm speaking of the zero frames pledge spreading like a virus (laughs)
1: like a wonderful wonderful virus (laughs) Let's take a second just to thank the people who make this podcast and this podcast network possible. Uh, It is a crowdfunded podcast, uh, which you can support at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Anybody who supports starting at $3 a month or more, so just three bucks a month gets access to every single episode of all the podcasts on the network, including bonus episodes that do not appear in other places. There's a podcast feed for you. You can just pop it right into your podcast player. All that stuff will come right to you. We could not do this show and the others on the network without you. Thank you so much for chipping in a little bit to, uh, to make this possible. On to the best ever challenge. Indeed. We're going to name the best ever movies of Martin Scorsese. Yes. Uh, so we'll do our top five since there's just the two of us. We'll start at number five and go to number one. And if you, uh, if one of us mentions one that the other one has higher, we'll just yell Trump. Trump. And we'll wait to... Uh... <laughs> we
0: gotta come up with a new word.
1: <laughs> no, we don't. It, was, it meant that before he was around. <laughs> uh, and we'll uh and we'll put off talking about it till the higher ranked person is ready. Yes. Uh let's start at number five, Andrew. The number five Martin Scorsese film. Do you want to go
0: first, actually? Sure, good I... fellas.
1: Uh Trump. Okay. I figured you'd have it higher. Yeah, just one higher though. Um I, I know most people would have this at number one probably. I know, so. and
0: that's why th- we said earlier in the podcast, I don't know if we said it in pro- podcast proper or if we did it in the pre show. We both said that we have really
1: unique Scorsese Strange lists. Strange Scorsese lists. And yeah. a lot of that comes from the fact that I'm not a huge gangster movie guy. and really? like so oh, okay. many of his movies are gangster movies. I think that his so. best work came later in his
0: career, if that gives a hint as to where I'm mine. All right. So. Uh,
1: we'll talk about Goodfellas later. Go ahead. What's your number five?
0: The Aviator. Trump. Okay.
1: <laughs> now I'm going to put down Goodfellas as my number
0: four. Cool. So, yep. Um, A lot of people would have it, not only is their number no one uh, Scorsese film, a lot of people have this as their favorite yeah, movie Yeah, top 10 ever. movies of all time, yeah. yeah. It is isn't my top 100. It is in my top 100, but it's like, I think, in the 60s. So it's it's a ways back there. But you talk about gangster noir films, this is the creme de la creme. Oh yeah,
1: it's the definition, Yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh, nobody does it better, Gio Pesci gives probably the greatest performance of his career, one of the greatest performances of all yeah. times. Some then, of those
1: scenes are are just, I mean, they're magnetic and the energy in them. It's just, it's incredible. I want to talk
0: about De Niro just a little bit here. Sure. So De Niro came onto the scene in The Godfather Two, and you talk about a, a performance that everybody says, "All oh, this is going to stand the test of times as the greatest gangster performance ever." And then he does Goodfellas, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Okay, he is now the official." Gangster actor, and that is what he got typed at, typecast as yeah. for the rest of his career and until he did, you know, like uh, meet the parents and stuff like that, <laughs> and then his career took a turn. But, um, man, what a jaw dropping, tension filled roller coaster of a film!
1: Yeah, it really is. And if you are wondering why it only lands at number five on my list, uh, it really has to do with the fact that so many of the scenes that I, that I look at in this movie I'm like oh that's awesome or oh that's amazing I don't want to feel that way like I don't these these are bad people doing yeah. bad things and I don't I don't like that I get excited about it and that's what yeah. gangster films that's why they bother me in some ways because I'm just I'm not good with that much of that much anti anti in my anti hero if that makes sense you know
0: It's kind of a uh... It's a window into a world you don't want to be a part of.
1: Well, and it's a it's a window into a world I don't want to celebrate. And I feel like the the movie wants you to get excited about, you know, these things. Or think they're cool or amazing or, you know. Yeah. So it's just, it's yeah, it becomes difficult for the me in that way. The whole rat pack mentality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be, you know, yeah. that tough and, you know. It's just a, an escapism, you know, just to... Sure. all I that get tension I, listen no judgment i i totally get it. i'm just telling you why i you know have i struggle no with no judgment the... to your no judgment <laughs> <laughs> judgment free zone yeah uh your number four my number four is the aviator hey <laughs> so we just had him swapped <laughs> all uh, right go ahead <laughs> i think this is an underrated movie oh isn't it uh i think leonardo dicaprio is incredible in it um i think the story of howard hughes is fascinating man what um an interesting man yeah and i think it's played very well and always interesting I, I really love the aviator
0: every single one of these movies that we're mentioning here in the top five is in my top 100 movies of all time oh I think, wow i think that scorsese is the director that shoves up the most besides maybe nolan in or spielberg in my top one hundred movies of all time.
1: Hitchcock shows up the most in my top one hundred.
0: Yeah, that now that, you, that makes total sense <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine you're I've seen your top one hundred. I can't I can't make that joke now. <laughs> but um I thought that this should have been the performance to win DiCaprio his first. I Oscar. thought so
1: too. I thought it was incredible.
0: And there's so many people that you don't even realize are in this movie, like Alec Baldwin and John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. And it, I think that the 50s and the like the 50s, 40s is such a fascinating time in American history. And for them to uh, just totally capture it is just extraordinary.
1: Yeah, I would highly recommend a rewatch if you haven't watched it in a while. Uh, I think it's it's absolutely phenomenal. All right, yeah. you want to go on to number three? Uh, yeah. This is, this is where I have Gangs of New York. Um, Trump. All right, continue then. The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, talk about it a little bit.
0: So, what... I did not know what this movie was going to be. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailers and I thought, okay, yeah, it's going to be, you know, some guys, they get into a little bit of a, uh, a little kerfuffle with the law, you know, with, with, you know, how they laundered money or how they were, you know, mm-hmm. kind of tinkering with the stock, with the stock market and stuff. But when it turned into this lascivious coked out orgy, mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was going to be the type of movie
1: it was. Well, and, it doesn't necessarily turn I mean, it you say turn into that. It starts there. <laughs> like okay, the yeah. opening scene is when it when it turns out that it is yeah, yeah, a yeah.
0: lascivious coked out orgy. Yeah. And it's that for two and a half hours, is that how long the movie is? It is, yeah. Yeah. For from beginning to end, this movie is in fourth gear. And it doesn't let off
1: the <laughs> gas at all. And again, this this I don't have it on my list uh because, again, it's it's so hard for me to celebrate or, you know, kind of uh, look up to these kind of things. But I, I have to say, like the moment where who is it? um Kyle Chandler, who plays the, the Kyle agent? Chandler is the
0: agent. Yeah, who he is. plays the
1: agent when he's on the boat talking to that, Leona, scene. that scene is incredible. Like it is intense. Well performed, uh, you know. Could you just repeat that for me? <laughs> so good, so good. So I totally get the love for Wolf of uh, Wolf of Wall Street, even yeah. though it's not one of my favorites.
0: Uh, my favorite scene in that entire movie is the Popeye scene. It was one of the few scenes in a movie. I was sitting in the very back row. That's the only reason why I did this. Where I stood up in the theater and and I did my you know my surrender cobra uh-huh. thing where I yeah, put yeah. my hands on my head like I can't believe this is happening yeah and then the Popeye theme started and I'm like Scorsese you are a master yeah. of your craft yeah um so your number three was
1: my number three was Gangs of New York Gangs of New York
0: and I trumped that okay yeah. and then mine was Wolf Wall Street so your number two my number two is Hugo. Hugo, ooh. I I don't even have that honorable mention. you know why? I love Hugo. never seen it. Oh, you've
1: never seen Hugo? Never seen Hugo. I think it is... Here's the thing that most people will miss when they watch this now. Um, It is brilliantly directed for 3D. It is one of those movies where uh, the director is very intentionally using 3D as a tool and not a gimmick. And uh, and so... I wish I would have seen it. Yeah, Scorsese doing 3D intentionally... Is pretty spectacular stuff. Uh, it's also a movie about the the beauty and the magic of movies. So that gets to me. It's a you know a movie about you know what it's like to see the world as a child. Uh, some great performances in it. Uh, I think Hugo is is fabulous. So that's my number two.
0: Number two, The Departed. You probably knew this. This movie is not original. It's based off of a uh, I think it's a Japanese movie, Infernal Affairs. Okay. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. I've I saw it, and uh, Departed is way better.
1: Is it? Yeah, I didn't like Departed. Oh, really? I really didn't. I thought it was ridiculous.
0: It's, I think it's in my. I think it's number fifteen in my top one hundred nice. movies of all time. Nice. So yeah, uh, it just
1: wasn't for me. I I didn't. I, the performances didn't get me. I I, th- I thought everybody sounded like they were doing some sort of put on. Really? Um, yeah. Lots Is Nicholson of- in that?
0: Yeah, I just remember I think, thinking
1: Nicholson was ridiculous in and that. And I thought
0: that that was Nicholson's greatest performance well, he's go. ever given his entire career. Two people see the same movie differently. He, he's doing, um, it's based off of the Whitey Bulger character, you know, that right. John, that uh, Johnny Depp does in Black Mass. It's mm-hmm. based off of that character. Yes. Um, every single person in this movie is from Boston, pretty much, besides, I think, like, Alec Baldwin and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and I just, man, you, I buy, Every single time that there's a movie about Boston, if it's not done right, you can feel Mm -hmm. like, and I'm not even from Boston. I've been to Boston once. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not Boston. I feel like I'm a Boston apologist even though I've been (laughs) like, but whenever I see like Patriot's Day, we just talked about how you feel Boston Mm -hmm. in that. I don't think there's a better example of that than The Departed. You get that strong irish no nonsense Mm -hmm. i'll fight you mentality and i think that i've never been more tense and the ending of this movie is one of the most insane endings of any film ever yeah it's i agree (laughs) because i think i saw this movie in imax i think i saw it in imax and every single person because if you've seen this movie you know the ending every single person in the theater was like what just happened I I can't follow it, and then once you think you 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 start to come down from that, something crazy happens three seconds later, and then the credits roll. Yeah, and it does it like fifteen times. Love it. I I can't love this movie think, enough.
1: Yeah, I think in in uh, it's interesting because the things that you have found to love are the things I just I roll my I rolled my eyes. at You rolled at your eyes at that's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I found it I found it to be uh, a little ridiculous. Um yeah. well, it won best picture. So. <laughs> I win You win Uh, You're number one Shutter Island I didn't like
0: that movie See (laughs) Uh,
1: Shutter Island It shouldn't be a surprise That Shutter Island would appeal to me As much of a Hitchcock fan as I am Because it's a very Hitchcockian movie Um, I love the performances in it I love the twist in it I I think it's Really? Yeah I think it's brilliantly I'm glad you love it Because
0: I think that and I don't mean to steal this from you, but I think that Scorsese, trying something new, trying to do horror, and you being a Hitchcock fan, I think that's high praise for yeah. for you to really appreciate it.
1: Yep. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and because it's not, I didn't see it as horror at all. I saw it as thriller, you know, suspense thriller kind of stuff, mystery thriller. Um, And yeah, it worked for me. Yeah. It, it, whatever. Whatever score says he was doing there uh, really worked for me.
0: Do you mind if I say the spoiler or the twist in that movie, since it is as old as it is? Um, oh, I'll, I'll say this. Sure, sure. I'll, just, I'll, just. No, jump I'm fo- not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I it. was I'll gonna say
1: it. people can just jump forward thirty seconds yeah. and you can say. So, it. So
0: I saw this movie with my one of my best friends Zach. Five minutes into the movie, we looked at each other and we said the twist. Yeah. We knew it was coming, and it kind of ruined the rest of the movie for us.
1: That can happen for sure.
0: So. We're like, we know what's going on here.
1: Well, when you're ahead of a movie, uh, it it becomes less interesting.
0: Yeah, but five minutes in, Mm -hmm. we
1: knew it. That's quite a bit ahead of the movie.
0: Yeah, (laughs) so we just sat there through the rest of the movie and just a couple of jump scares got us. And uh, we're not saying that the performances were bad. I think that DiCaprio gives a really good performance and so does Mark Ruffalo. He gives a super good performance in this movie. And uh, yeah, that's your number one, number one movie. And now that you say that it, it... gives you vibes of hitchcock i understand why my number one i trumped you early on yeah gangs new york not only my number one but it's my second favorite movie of all time
1: wow yeah only beaten by the good the bad and the ugly so uh so much of this has to do with daniel day lewis for me (laughs) yep um i wow that man i i I don't know what he goes through to to get himself buried in his performances. Have you seen but,
0: uh he he uh did a uh he's done several now, but he's done several things of he's talks about his craft mm-hmm. and how he he tells any director if you want me to be in your movie, you have to give me three years to get into character yeah and that's no joke he he immerses himself in three for three years like he became a butcher mm-hmm. and he lived that that new york mentality and one of the greatest performances ever. Yeah. It's, it's, and the fact that he didn't insane. win an Oscar is mind numbingly.
1: He should, he should win an Oscar every time he puts on his work boots. Like, yeah. he's just, he's that good. That he,
0: that he makes himself because mm-hmm. he's a cobbler. Did
1: yes. Did you know that? No, I did not know that.
0: Yeah. He's, uh, he's an actor part time. He has a full time job as a cobbler. In nice. Ireland. So I want to buy some Daniel Day Lewis shoes.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Movie's long. It's real, over three hours long. But I don't think it feels its length. No, it doesn't. Daniel day Lewis's character is so villainous and pure evil to the point you love him. Like, you love every second he's on screen.
1: and Captivated.
0: You're captivated, and mm-hmm. you're just... This presence that he has is intoxicating, even, to point where... Da- to DiCaprio's character who has more reason to hate him than anybody else Mm -hmm. finds himself fascinated by this man. Yeah, And it's amazing and I think that Cameron Diaz gives a performance that is outstanding. DiCaprio, of course, this whenever DiCaprio and uh, Scorsese really start to connect, I think uh, you start to see there's going to be a relationship between these two Mm -hmm. that's going to span the test of time and they are going to and i wish that, that would have been the same case with the uh, uh uh daniel day lewis yeah but daniel day lewis only does 10 films <laughs> so but and the the period i i don't think that this period in time is done enough and maybe that's something else that we kind of talked about when we talked about silence is the fact that scorsese has a way of capturing the time that he sets his movies in that is
1: the other thing about that movie that that really stood out to me in this house. Uh, the authenticity of it, yeah. And him being a New Yorker, he had
0: to have gotten that movie right. He's not allowed to mess right. it up. Did <laughs> well, you have cool. anything you wanted to say about it? No, I said my, my, two, my two
1: main things, Daniel Day-Lewis and the authenticity of the era. Uh, those, absolutely fascinating in that movie. And uh, yeah. and it's hard it's hard to ignore.
0: I have uh, some honorable mentions that we would get Go ostracized it. if we didn't mention. Um, casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard movie to watch. Yeah. That's a really hard movie to watch. Cape Fear, one of De Niro's best performances. Um, what did you think about Raging Bull?
1: I think Raging Bull's a great movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge boxing movie fan, and I thought this movie was just okay. And I know that that is blasphemy, not only as a film critic, but as a boxing
1: movie. Well, it's but it's it's so much more concerned with the humanity of... Like
0: how he treats. Yeah, how yeah. he's
1: treating, rather than the actual boxing. Yeah. Um I mean the the boxing is in there but a, he, it's, the the film is much more concerned with what it means to be human.
0: Yeah. And then we would be reminiscing if we didn't uh mention Taxi Driver.
1: Yeah, that's the one that kicked it all off for him, right? That was the mm-hmm. kind of the first one that these people not pay not attention only him,
0: to. But uh, also uh, Jodie Foster her very first role ever was in Taxi Driver.
1: That's right. Good uh, discussion. We did I didn't it. realize you were such a Scorsese
0: film guy. Yeah, I am. And it really hurt me a lot when I didn't like Silence as much as
1: I I wish I did. Now, if we're talking Scorsese acting roles, I'm partial to the movie Quiz Show. So Quiz just, Show,
0: I, I gotta look up now what
1: R- Robert Robert Redford directed Quiz Show uh, about the uh, the scandals and the the quiz shows, and uh, uh, Ray Fiennes is in it. It's a great uh, Turturro's in it. I love it. It's it's actually one of my favorite oh, movies of all time. Thirty Rock. But uh... <laughs> what? His 30 Rock performance. And that's your favorite acting performance? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> let's, uh, let's
0: get to some buried treasure. What do you got, Andrew? So it's not really buried. It's not really hidden. It's out there in the world right now, and a lot of people are playing it, but you know me. I got to do a video game. Resident Evil 7. If you are a fan of horror games, or if you're a fan of the Resident Evil fra- franchise of old, I'll give you a little... Do you, did you ever play the Resident Evil games? No. I, I didn't imagine you would. But uh, I didn't want to say... Oh, Aaron, you obviously don't play this. But, um, <laughs> That's fine. You can say that. <laughs> Aaron, you obviously don't play the Resident Evil games. I don't. So if you're a fan of survival horror, and what I mean by that is um, inventory management, meaning you don't get to keep a lot of stuff on you. Okay. One of the things that horror games recently have lost is the fact that they'll give you, like, infinite ammo, and it's just jump scares. What horror games used to be is you have nine bullets on you... And the enemy hat needs 15 to kill. Mm. So you're going to waste... And you got to make sure you hit every single one of those with nine bullets. Yeah. And then you got to go find more ammo while this thing is chasing you. Sure, This game finally recaptures what it means to be a survival horror game. And Resident Evil used to be the creme de la creme, the staple of what it used to be for those horror games. Then it got thrown into the media maelstrom, and it became just... Gory blood and guts, and it wasn't scary anymore. And people were really upset with Capcom. Like, you forgot what your own game is supposed to be about. And then they came out with this uh, y- you know, E3. Mm-hmm. E3 had this trailer or a, t- a playable teaser that was just entitled The Kitchen. And everybody's like, you know what? This is going to be the scariest game of all time. The kitchen is going to be the scariest game of all time. And then last E3 it was revealed that the kitchen was actually going to be Resident Evil 7. And mm. people are flipping out like, oh, so maybe they do know what's going on, but it's first person. You know, first person being mm-hmm. the perspective of yeah. the gameplay. And people are like, well, Resident Evil's never been first person. How is this going to play as first person? It doesn't feel like it's going to be good. It's one of the best Resident Evil games I've ever played. And I cannot recommend, if you love horror games or survival horror I cannot recommend it enough to anybody. Now, Sean, who is watching, is if he's still there, yeah, he is. He is playing this on PlayStation VR, and he could probably tell you that.
1: Now people, that I've heard a little more about <laughs> that, the VR on it's pretty incredible. Yeah,
0: that is actually heightens it up to an even scarier uh, experience. And I remember when he started playing the game, he was texting me all like every five minutes are you telling me that this just happened in the game? (laughs) How am I supposed to get past this part? And it was so fun because even over text, I could tell that he was loving this game. Yeah. So I can't recommend enough. And I'm sure that Sean, who was also somebody who has been a geek or guru on this show Mm -hmm. multiple times, would recommend it
1: as well. Very good. Uh, My Buried Treasure. Someone asked me recently what my favorite underseen Hitchcock movie was. And so I thought I'd give my answer for Buried Treasure uh, today. If you're wanting to know about Hitchcock movies other than, like, Vertigo and Psycho and some of the big names, uh, I'd highly recommend you go check out Shadow of a Doubt. Uh, It is incredible stuff. I think 1941, so I think it was made in the 40s, um, Joseph Cotton is in it. He's incredible. Um, It really is, I think, where Hitchcock... Uh, zoned in completely on his formula and who he wanted to be and how he wanted to make movies. Um, So if you're thinking about, you know, maybe you want to do a little Hitchcock research, maybe you want to do a little Hitchcock viewing party, uh, Shadow of a Doubt is a great place to start. I think it holds up. And if you don't like Shadow of a Doubt, then you know maybe Hitchcock isn't, you know, old Hitchcock isn't for you. But if you do enjoy it, then you can kind of start going down that rabbit tra- you know, trail and watching Lifeboat and Rope and you know all these other older Hitchcock movies that, that don't get mentioned as much. So uh, I wanted to throw that out there.
0: Yeah. I've never even heard of it, but I wrote it down on my phone. I'm going to check it out.
1: Shadow of a Doubt. Notorious is another good one. Sorry, I can't stop. When it comes to Hitchcock, <laughs> it, just, <laughs> hey, it just keeps happening. You know
0: what? I don't even want you to stop because I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I've only seen like... Or hitchcock i
1: i have often thought about doing like a hitchcock day and if you have a
0: hitchcock day please let me know i would love to come over yeah for a hitchcock
1: day um that would be a lot of fun which ones have you seen birds uh
0: i don't even know if i've seen vertigo all the way through okay uh psycho obviously uh i've never seen north by northwest all the way wow and i know that's your favorite movie of all time but um
1: it's in my top five uh, at
0: least uh is it Not Rear Window. What's it called? Yeah, Uh, Rear Window. Oh, Rear Window. I've seen Rear Mm -hmm. Window. Love that movie. Yeah. And uh, wow, is that it? It could be. It could be. I know I've seen Birds multiple times because I love that movie. And Psycho, I've seen multiple times.
1: So, yeah. I need you to educate me, Aaron. All right. Maybe I'll put together like a list of six or so and we'll take a full day and just watch a bunch of Hitchcock movies. Who knows? Uh, That everybody's invited. All right. Throw my address out on the internet. Just show up. We'll have a good Mm -hmm. time. We did it, man. Yeah, we did. We did a podcast. Yeah. Podcasting has happened. Good times head by all. Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M I X L R dot com slash studio DNA. Huge thanks to Andrew Ormsby for joining me again this week. Oh, Andrew, thank you. What, what you got going on over at Flick Freaks these days? Um, doing a lot of live streams, a lot
0: of live stream let's plays. So, um, right now, I'm going back and I'm playing my old favorite classic games like PlayStation 1 games. We just finished Final Fantasy 7 and pretty soon we're going to be starting Brave Fencer Musashi. So, if you're if you're younger and you just want to know like hey, what were some of the old games that came out on like PlayStation 1 or the original Xbox? I'm doing a bunch of those right now and come Valentine's Day, I'm doing a 24-hour live stream.
1: Ooh, nice. Yep. So,
0: if you don't have anything special going on and you just want to hang
1: out, swing by it's going to be streamed live on both youtube and twitch very nice i've got uh at your dot uh we'll have my uh, top 41 movies of 2016 coming out this week as well as my top 100 movies of all time update for this year uh so see if any of the movies of 2016 cracked my top 100 hint they did more than one Let's not give that away Okay. Let's not give that away. We'll just go with a strong maybe on that one. (laughs) Uh, Also, a couple uh, podcast appearances uh, coming up for me that you may want to check out. I will be on uh, Sincast again. Uh, here in the next couple weeks, talking the best movies of 2016. Speaking of that, yes. and also on the uh, horrible movie podcast again, talking about the movie Ishtar. So, uh, if you want to check that out, you can search for horrible movie podcast uh, in your. I really gotta
0: player. go. to I really gotta get on with those guys.
1: It sounds like <laughs> the funnest podcast. They have, they have a good time. They have a good time. Also, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at $3 a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studiodna. Also, if you wouldn't mind commenting uh, and rating us at your podcast player of choice, uh, that can be a big help to the podcast. Let uh, other people know that it exists and where to listen to it. Also, if you have anything else you want to know, anything else that you want on the show, any feedback, any of that kind of stuff, feel free to email us. Our email is feedback at siftpop.com.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving.